The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hey guys, before we begin, I wanted to let you know about a free resource at your disposal. If you head to ceacommunity.com, you can join our free community we've set up through Facebook and you can ask anything related to the FE, the PE exam, career advice, questions, comments, anything to do with civil engineering. It's there for you with like-minded civil engineers and we jump on and help you out with stuff too. It's a free community. It's an awesome tool. Go join up. It's free, ceacommunity.com and we'll see you in the group. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Hey, I have a quick question for you. As of last May 2019, what do you think had the lowest pass rate for passing the civil PE exam? Which depth exam had the lowest pass rate for passing? Uh, Just as just a little teaser, we're going to talk about it as we discuss in today's episode what I personally think is the easiest civil PE exam to take. It's going to be a controversial one but it's going to be a good one. So hang on to your seats. Let's get into it. All right. So let's finish out that little stat we talked about. So what is the lowest depth exam pass rate that was taken in last April of 2019? Now this was updated. This is just straight from the NCES website. This was updated in May of 2019 and looking at all five depth exams, the lowest pass rate was drum roll please the the lowest pass rate was the construction depth exam so a lot of people take that exam and i personally think that it's probably one of the most i don't want to say deceiving but a lot of people take the exam thinking that it's the easiest exam uh, for their depth section, and they usually find out it is not. Now, I'm not saying you can't pass it if you study hard, but I'm finding that most people, uh, a lot of people take the exam and just uh, it's just an eye-opener on what they ask you. So anyway, pretty interesting statistic there that construction last time was the lowest uh, pass rate of all five of the depth exams. All right, so now that we got that out of the way, let's talk about, well, the topic that we are discussing today. So this is a question I get all the time. I usually get asked which civil PE exam is the easiest to take because everybody wants to take that one. And now obviously everyone is is going to be hard and it requires effort. Um, each of us want to you know, achieve maximum results with the least amount of effort. We are all busy. We're human, and that's kind of what we lean to, towards doing. So today we're just going to break this down for you. Um, every depth exam is obviously hard and requires a high degree of effort. But if we dive a little deeper, maybe we can spot some things that might be easier for you uh, as you're considering this. So, and and just before we even start this, I want to say, you know, if you are in a specific field that 
that is doing a particular topic or depth exam, I'm going to recommend to you to study for that. If you're doing structures, then do structures. Uh, if you're doing, uh, you know, water resources, do water resources, etc. And so that's going to be your go-to if if that's the category you're doing. But that's not the topic today. We just want to discuss the exams in general and which civil P exam is easiest to take. So let's start with number one. We kind of hinted at this, but let's start with the construction depth exam. Let's start with this baby. So I think this is the most popular PE depth exam that civil engineers take. I could be wrong on that. I haven't dived into the numbers on that. But a lot. I think most engineers that, that end up registering for this think it's actually the easiest exam. And just as we shared earlier, it has the lowest pass rate. So it's popular because civil engineers work in a variety of different fields, but they don't specialize in one particular area. And so this leads engineers into thinking that they don't know anything except general engineering concepts. And so they end up taking construction and uh, usually get slapped in the face with how hard it is. So uh, we're trying to avoid that. That's just the reality of what the construction depth exam is. Um, Here's the problem. Engineers think that topics found in the construction depth, depth exam are easier to understand and solve, so they gravitate to this topic. Uh, topic, and it's really, um, it's really a farce. So I'm here to warn you about that. It's all hard. So people take the construction depth exam. They're often surprised about the difficulty of the problems that they ask, and engineers oftentimes end up working on topics or questions that they've never even studied before or that are spun in such a way that they really have a difficult time understanding just reading how to solve the problem itself. So uh, that can be a major problem um, with a construction depth exam. So in addition to that, uh, you need construction standards. The construction depth exam has nine listed standards that you have to bring in with you, or at least know well. And uh, you could chance not bringing in some of them with you, but a missed question here or there really starts to add up when you really need to get as many right as possible. It's not a good idea. So it's not all doom and gloom, though. If this is your strong suit and this is what you do for work, um, and you think it's going to be a benefit to you, obviously, I think you should take it um, and you should absolutely go for it. So uh, and that's really the advice for each of these depth exams. Obviously, if you're working in those areas, like I said, um, then you got to go for it. So that, that's my thoughts on that. So if I were to rank these, I would say the construction depth exam is um, it probably takes second place in difficulty among the five exams that you can take. All right, next up, let's talk about water resources depth exam. Water resource is a great depth exam. So if water resources is what you enjoyed studying uh, now, or if you're doing it for work, then I would put this very high on your list of potential exams to take. In terms of content, it does have some difficult subjects that you need to know, um, especially if you're, you know, are you good with wastewater management? Do you enjoy chemistry and water quality? Because those are topics that you're going to have to study. Uh, I wouldn't say it's harder than another exam, but it's difficult if you don't use or practice those topics every day. So if you're just coming into it brand new, uh, you're going to have to get used to those topics. Uh, water resource standards. So this is why I rank this higher on the easier to-do list because this exam has zero standards associated with the exam. This alone will eliminate a ton of hours having to flip through additional material in the exam and many hours during your studies. So, you know, the subject matter is probably more difficult if you don't practice this subject 
But again, if you studied it in school and you really enjoyed it, I, I say go for it. Um, you can check out our resources page at civilengineeringacademy.com if you're interested in this depth exam. And you can go check out the, um, the books that we recommend. And we also have exams there. You can kind of get a feel for uh, if, if this exam is right for you. And that applies to all of these. If you head to our website, civilengineeringacademy.com, you can go check out the resources there and give you a feel for what we recommend to help you with each of these. So if you don't feel like you know some topics like wastewater treatment, you know, don't let this hold you back uh, because as you study it, you're going to naturally pick this stuff back up. So if I were to rank this one, I'm going to say this one's probably the second easiest PE exam that you could prepare for. And, you know, I could be wrong on that, uh, but having no required standards just eliminated just a ton of extra work for you. And you can focus slowly on the subject material. So you can really just get laser-like focus on the subject matter, which is super nice. All right, let's get this one right out of the way it's the structural depth exam. So let's talk about this one. Uh, this bad boy requires a huge amount of additional standards that you have to become familiar with. So there's 10 of them as of this recording that are required right from the spec. So if you haven't looked at the standards that structural engineers use, just know that the books are massive. And um, you should remember through school, though, you know, remember that big old AISC Bible? I mean, that thing is huge. So there's lots of standards that you got to bring with you. And this is the reason why people bring suitcase suitcases or a suitcase full of books. Um, it, it requires a lot. So the depth section alone is the reason why people bring in just a suitcase full of stuff or a wagon load. The general material is pretty intense. Um, and to make it more fun, you can take additional testing to go all out and also become a structural engineer with two additional exams. I mean, um, I mean, if this is your field, it's awesome to do. I'm just saying this is probably the most difficult exam. So keep in mind, if you're just going through for the PE, then you only need to take the structural depth exam with the breadth exam. And that's going to give you your PE license. Uh, you can worry about getting your SE later on. But uh, I'm not here to discourage you to get the SE. I think that's a great thing to get if that is your goal. And if that's what you're practicing, I think it's great. I'm just kind of letting you know the reality of it. So I personally think that the structural depth exam is probably one of the, uh, the hardest depth exams to take. Uh, so I give it the trophy for that. And it's not the subject matter itself, although it can be uh, for sure. It's simply because there are so many additional resources that you're required to bring with you and that you need to know pretty well. Um, and that's that that's the reason. It gets the trophy, okay? So that is the structural depth exam. Um, I want to dive into our next one, which is the transportation depth exam. And the transportation depth exam focuses mainly on the American Association of State Highway, Highway and Transportation Officials, the AASHTO design books. So if you're in that field and you're very comfortable using their books, then really this is your bread and butter. This is your exam. And so you do have some transportation standards that you need to bring. Uh, most questions seem to be lookup type questions that you can pull from the codes. But uh, if you look at the specs, you'll see that the AASHTO books aren't the only books required for this exam. You'll have to know 
um, about the highway capacity manual, the manual on uniform traffic control devices, or the MUTCD, and, and more. So there's actually currently 11 standards shown to be included on the exam for this. And so Really, this is the most of all the exams, even structural engineering. But uh, so because of the questions on transportation depth exam are just simply lookup type questions, this is why I'm not ranking this as the most difficult exam. I would say this is probably the third hardest depth exam of the group, putting it somewhere in the middle of the pack of the, the exams. So if you know the standards and you know these books, then you're going to be fine if this is where you're practicing. If you're in transportation, this is definitely what you want to take. I'm just... I'm giving my stab at where these rank. and uh, But, you know, if you think about it, this is a lot of money that you have to invest in extra books for the exam. And, um, you know, it takes a lot of time to invest in that. So uh, that's just the reality of it. So that's where I rank the transportation depth exam. All right, next up is the geotechnical depth exam. Our dirt guys who love the dirt. Um, yeah, so many engineers actually shy away from the geotechnical section of the exam. And frankly, I'm, not, I'm just not sure why that is. If you actually look at the Civil Engineering Reference Manual, this should give you an idea of, of possibly, you know, how these exams might rank. You'll notice that the geotech section is actually the thinnest section of the material that's offered there. Now, this doesn't mean that you should, you know, take this section lightly but it does indicate that the amount of material that they can throw at you might might be a little smaller than than other sections, other depth sections. So uh, it does require some standards, and they've added you know to this over the years. It used to be zero standards, but uh, the amount of standards that they require for this exam is currently two. It's the ASCE seven and the OSHA twenty nine CFR. Now, um, of all the standards that are out there having these two standards really isn't that bad. The ASCE is most likely, uh, you know, they might throw at you a small load combination equation, which all of us, you know, if you've gone through school, have this memorized 1.2 dead plus 1.6 live load. And, you know, for OSHA, a lot of that material I was able to find just simply using uh, the CIRM itself, the Civil Engineering Reference Manual. And I personally didn't bring in the OSHA manual, even though, uh, that is a, a standard to bring in. Now, I don't recommend not bringing it in. I do think, uh, you know, you want to give yourself the best possible chance to pass, and it probably is a wise move to bring that in. It is a big book, however, um, but a lot of the common questions that they typically do ask can come right out of the Civil Engineering Reference Manual uh, as they talk about some OSHA safety stuff. So, um Anyway, that's my thoughts there. In the past, the geotech section had no additional standards, like I said, and it wasn't until recently that they added these. So I personally, myself, took the geotech depth exam for my PE, and I can't recall thinking to myself, hey, you know what? Those questions just, that came from those standards, you know, I, I, I missed them because I didn't bring those standards with me. I didn't think that. Um, all of these questions that they asked me or things that I either already had memorized or they just didn't come up uh, or I didn't recognize them as they came up as coming from those standards that they listed as required. So it seemed that I already had the things memorized uh, or the civil engineering reference manual had it covered for me. So personally, I would rank the geotech engineer as one of the top easiest exams to take. And if I'm going to put a ranking on it, I'll go ahead and place that as the top 
uh, or the easiest. So, of course, you know, saying this is the easiest doesn't mean it's a walk in the park. You still have to study your butt off to, to study for this thing. Um, but just because it has one of the least amount of, you know, of things they can throw at you, um, there's not a lot of codes that they're going to ask about um, that that you're going to have to look up in a book. Frankly, you probably don't even need those standards as you bring them in as you're studying problems because they're going to be top of mind. But uh, so anyway, that's my thoughts. I do think this is one of the uh, easiest. I'm going to rank it as the easiest, um, even though, you know, each of these do take quite a bit of effort to study for. I personally just enjoyed this and uh, it doesn't require a lot of standards and it's material that uh, you can definitely get through. All right, guys. So, you know, which PE exam do you think is easiest? You know, every depth exam has its challenges. And frankly, I haven't taken all of these depth exams, obviously. So I can't go into detail about, you know, each one of these in extreme detail. But I've heard enough from other students that I've had um, that I felt like I could put this piece together. So again, if I could rate this from easiest to hardest, this is just my own opinion. Um, and I would Absolutely love to hear yours as well. If you want to shoot me an email, I'd love to hear about it. Isaac at civilengineeringacademy.com. And let me know what you think is the easiest. Obviously, you're just going to know your exam. But, you know, if you've switched depth exams, maybe you have an opinion on one or the other. So uh, the easiest, again, here's my ranking. Number one for easiest would be geotechnical, then water resources, then transportation, and then construction and the hardest exam is going to be structural, in my opinion. So there you have it. I think the geotech exam is the easiest depth exam to take. And the structural one is the hardest one to take for the civil PE exam. Uh, in the end, it doesn't matter what you take. You're going to be locking yourself in your closet, hunkering down for three to four months, and give yourself plenty of time to get through it. Um, and then you can, you know, Lots of people have shared their experiences, and it'd be fun in future episodes to share those experiences with you. I have guest blog posts, and it'd be fun to actually bring somebody on board and hear others' journey. If you would like to share your journey of studying for the PE exam uh, and your experience and advice you'd like to give others, I would love to hear about it. And uh, if you want to set something up, just feel free to email me, Isaac at civilengineeringacademy.com. And I uh, would love to have you on a, as a guest. It's always helpful for other people that are studying for the PE exam to hear your experience. You know, the best books that you brought, your study habits, your time management, um, getting yourself in the right mindset. All of those things are awesome and are fun to discuss. So anyway, guys, that's going to wrap it up for this episode. These are my quick thoughts on which civil PE exam is the easiest to take. I guess you could also say is the hardest to take as well. And uh, it's good stuff. So again, we have some awesome resources for you. I talked about civilengineeringacademy.com. We also built a whole review course. If you head to civilpereviewcourse.com, you can check out the ultimate civil PE review course. We built this thing. I built this thing myself from the ground up, from a guy in the trenches, and we'll give you all the details to help you pass your civil PE exam. Uh, we've left nothing out for you. Go check it out. It comes with exams, uh, awesome lecture modules, tons of video practice problems, lots of sweet bonuses. Uh, we promise that you love it. Have tons of testimonials for it. Go check it out. You will be happy you did. So anyway, guys, we're going to wrap this up. Thanks for joining me. And we will see you on the next one.
Hey guys, before we go, I want to let you know about one additional resource. We have partnered up with PPI as an affiliate with them, as a partner, and we are giving you 15% off anything they have there. So if you are going to hunt down your books, you're going to start by going there. Go get the Civil Engineering Reference Manual, or the new name of it is the PE Civil Reference Manual, uh, whatever acronym you want to use for that. Use our discount code of CIVAC, get 15% off anything they have there. You won't be disappointed, and it's good, good stuff. See ya.